so we all decide what that we are going to be absent and you don't get sex at all, then what happens? I can promise you what happens is there's an increase in sexual assault and there's an increase in rape. We're fine with in vitro fertilization. We have clinics all over. We take that egg and that sperm, we put it together and guess what we make? We make those tiny little fetuses and we freeze them. Are we going to start implanting those in women? Are we going to force them to carry those? Welcome to Lustcast, and I'm with Dee Siren, who is a legendary porn star and also have your own podcast called Siren Sexy Secrets. I do. So, How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really good. And um, we're going to be talking about probably the most divisive topic in America today, which is abortion. And it feels like because I'm a man, maybe I should just shut up and let mm-hmm. the girls handle this on themselves. Um, well, I mean, for the most part, that's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is, however, like, you know, it is about reproduction. Obviously Uh it takes two to tango. Like, I mean, and, you know, honestly, men listen to men. I mean, sadly, we live in a misogynistic patriarchal society and you, it doesn't matter if it's America, it doesn't matter where you are. Like for the most part. You know, men are going to listen to other men over listening to a woman. And, um, you know, it's good to have those uh, allies. It's good to have that support. It's good to have um, men talking about the subject because I think they do feel like you, like that uh-huh. I can just shut up and not say anything. And, and but, uh, but when you do that, you become unsupportive. Like you you yeah. don't actually take a stance. And, and then people go, well, what does it matter? They're just whining. Um, because, you know, that's the typical response to women is that we just complain and whine about shit, but you know, this is literally your body. Like this is your body that they're taking, that they're taking your rights away from and saying, you know, the, I think the key to the whole problem is that it's not just about the abortion, even though they want to make it about a child, they want to make it about babies. They want to make it about saving babies. It's about bodily autonomy and and being able to make your own choices for your own body um, mm-hmm. and your own situation and your own life and having free will, like literally yeah. not yeah. And not having someone else take that away from you. Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot this week. And um, I think I said to you before we spoke that I am pro-choice myself. And I was trying to think about why I am pro-choice. And... Um, I just thought about all the different stages of my life. Like, what would I have done if mm-hmm. I had, you know, an unexpected pregnancy? Or what would I have wanted? And it's because I would have wanted different things at different stages. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely been times where a baby would have been hell, like for the baby right. and for me. Um, whereas now I'm very comfortable, you know, it would be fine. You know, so, right. um, so I think that's why I'm pro-choice, just because it seems logical just based on my own life experience but you know for for some people that's not the case and there's a lot of arguments that they use that are very emotional um i think the most the biggest one they use is this idea that all life is precious Mm -hmm. and the implication being that if you're pro-choice and you know pro-abortion that somehow you can't believe that too 
<laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's like and, a very binary thing. and and that's not true either. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person. I, I am not a religious person. I, I don't connect myself with any religion per se, but, um, I, I do believe that every life is precious. I do believe that, you know, all, every, the thing I have my opinions on life mm-hmm. is that it's, you know, we're energy beings in the human experience. And the fact is, is that, you know, every creature has their own experience and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, but a big part of that is free will and, when it comes to women, um, we're not just creatures to, you know, uh, procreate and house a, another being because that's the whole thing is that it, it truly is like having, I have three children, having been through three pregnancies, they take everything from my body. They take everything mm-hmm. from your life. They, as a woman, you have to give up any <clears throat> if you want to say vice, <laughs> you, you give everything and not just, you know, during pregnancy, but for the rest of your life. Like, I mean, you, those are, they're dependent upon you. You, if you want to be a good parent, you have to be willing to provide for that child forever. And, and you know, even in adulthood, mine are uh-huh. big now, but like, you know, I'm always mom and, and I will always be there to, you know, be there for them. So, you know, the sanctity of life is, is, uh, important and i but i don't think that has anything to do with being pro-choice like yeah. honestly i think it's it's a misconception um most women have uh abortions early early on in their pregnancies that it's a fetus and you know there's the debate on when does life begin well yeah that's so in hard. my in my opinion life begins at um brain activity not at a heartbeat and uh-huh. uh, you know um the thing is and and honestly like okay so my state i live in texas and they have put it so that you cannot at least right now you cannot have an abortion uh after six weeks that's well so that's short. like literally one missed period and you wouldn't even know like it's two weeks late so uh-huh. your that is not even a viable uh, it's nothing viable there's no, not even a heartbeat at that stage it's literally cells multiplying and you are going to say require that somebody is required to take care of a life for the rest of their life because of some cells multiplying that you don't want to multiply in your body. I mean, it's like, and, and there's so many, there's so many medical factors involved with pregnancy. Like pregnancy is very dangerous. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh-huh. You Like I said, you, you're literally giving up your body for that creature that's growing inside of you that we want to call it offspring like you don't own that creature it doesn't belong to you it's literally another another human another creature that you're growing inside of you until you disconnect it with an umbilical cord it's attached and it it can't grow by itself it can't grow without you doing everything you need to do to protect it so to force that on someone doesn't make any sense. Like, and, and on top of that, like there's, I think the biggest misconception is that abortions used for birth control and, uh. and nobody wants to have an abortion. Like, this is not something that people are like, Oh yeah, damn, I want to go out and have an abortion. Like I'm when you're pro-choice, it's not like you're anti-life. It's not like you even want to do this. This is a hugely difficult decision 
very personal decision Uh and very emotional decision. Like, because you are the one making that decision to no longer protect whatever that is. You know, if it's early on, well, you're like, okay, I don't want these cells in my body's replicating into something that I'm not prepared to do Uh because I'm sorry to say, but once a baby's born, like who's taking care of it? Like, are you, are we going to all decide that now we're can't, we force people to have babies and where do they go? You know, when that person doesn't want to take care of them, because I think the entire human experience is more important than the cells replicating and forcing somebody to to carry it. So, yeah. And that's really interesting what you say about um, the decision to have an abortion. And I've been watching a lot of media on both sides of the aisle just to get a feeling of what people are saying. Mm -hmm. And yeah, on the right, it seems like they're looking for like the most extreme cases and um, finding people that are like saying, I'm proud of my abortion and trying to portray that as like the norm now. And it's so misleading. Well, and and what what is that word that you're proud of an abortion? Like, is it a, is it a feat? Is it is it a, an accomplishment? It's a medical procedure. Mm. That's like saying I'm proud of my gallbladder removal. <laughs> I'm yeah, proud but... of my you know hysterectomy because I took out my uterus. Like, what is that? That, that it's ridiculous to say mm. you're, people are proud of something. What they're proud of is their bodily autonomy. What they're Mm -hmm. proud of is that they can make their own fucking decisions in their lives and somebody else is not making them for them because that like we all have free will to do what we're supposed to do. I do believe that you have a path and a purpose to your life. I Everything that they want to talk about, I believe in too. But on the other hand, there is the key to free will and you cannot tell me what my path is or my purpose is just like I can't tell you what yours is Mm -hmm. because in the end, it's all your perspective. And our, the way I see the world out of my eyes is different the way you see the world out of your eyes based on your experiences in your life and your DNA and your and your spirit. Like if you want to go there, it's your like that's your path. Like it's not my path to say how you have to have it. And so when someone else intervenes in your path, whether it be, you know, opinion or judgment or any of the shit that we put on each other in the same way that abortion is being taken away you you've now broken someone's path of how they're yeah. supposed to do things so maybe the the fact that they have to go through an abortion they have to make these emotional decisions it it is a traumatic experience it's not something that you're like oh yay woo-hoo, let's go get an abortion every day like i mean these are not things that people want to do it can be traumatic because it's it's a medical procedure, you know, Mm -hmm. and it can be emotionally traumatic. It just depends on the person. Like if they're, for instance, uh, you know, a high school student who is 16 years old and they can't, they know they can't do this shit. You know, they can't go out and take care of a baby. They, they know their entire lives are going to be affected by that. And all their, all their dreams, all their aspirations in life are going to be affected by the fact that they have this baby now to take care of, because again, you have to give everything to the baby. So what's the everything you're giving? So the 16-year-old who has to make this decision, well, they may not be so emotional about it. They may think, okay, I, I've got to take care of this problem because uh-huh. it is a problem in their lives. It is something that's going to affect them forever, and they're not prepared to do it. So why are we forcing people to be prepared? Uh, I mean, they want to go back to, you know, uh, every and everybody goes back to the extremes also of, 
okay, what if you're raped? What if you're abused? What if you're, mm. you know, what about those situations? Well, to me, that's a fucking obvious. Like you're going to make a 10 year old, like this was recent. A 10 year old was denied an abortion because she was sexually abused by a family member and had to travel to another state now. Yeah, and it's like, what 20, is happening? There's 25,000 of those per year in America. Yeah. It's and it's it's ridiculous. It's unreal. ridiculous because and there was um I was reading, I can't remember the name of the congresswoman, but I think she said she was helping women that had been raped come to the decision mm -hmm. to keep the baby, and she described it as helping them make lemonade. And it's like it's unbelievable that an elected representative. But the thing is, okay, so you're so making stupid. lemonade. Uh, uh, okay, like, so you know the concept of you know you have lemons, you make lemonade, right? Yeah, put some in like, there. Well, it was okay. shocking to me. Just the fact is, is that that what's up with the child? Because the key is you're forcing a, a, a woman to change her entire life, and even a man, because like obviously there's a dad involved. Mm -hmm. You're forcing these people to change their entire life path based on something you're forced. To do it's not something they've chosen with their free will to do and or not to and then you come back and and say that you know that they are required to do these things but where are you going from there you know what happens to the child what's the what's the attitude toward the child i can promise you that being an unwanted child is much worse for the entire life to feel like i was a mistake i was unwanted i was told this or that. Trust me from personal experience. These things have been said to me. And I know my whole life, it it affects me. It affects mm -hmm. me my whole life to think, oh, well, my mom only wanted one kid. She didn't really want me to be around. Like I, and then it's been told, okay, well, yeah, your brother needed a friend. Well, great. <laughs> like that's my <laughs> that's my purpose in life is to be my brother's friend. And then we quit being friends at 10. So then what? <laughs> you know, when you it's like, okay, but. You were never prepared to have another human who should have their own life experiences. And instead, you're forced to live a life that, you know, that they're pushing on you. They tell you what to do. They they lead you in the ways that they want to because that's what parents do. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times, if it's I mean, if it's a situation that you're not a wanted child, like where does that lead? Where does and where where's the connection? Because honestly, more than anything in life, the most important thing is human connection. And mm -hmm. between your caregiver, between your mom and your dad is your first level of conscious connection and tr building trust and building, you know, a, a, a basis of family. But you force somebody to have a baby, they're not going to have that concept. They're not going to have that mindset. They're going to think, oh, this is trouble. This is a problem. So now the child's become a problem. Even if you keep them, they're yeah, become problems. There's some really interesting data on this, actually. Um, I don't know if you, um, there's a New York Times blog, an old one that was called mm -hmm. um, Free Economics. And they applied mm -hmm. like economics to social situations. And one of the things that they explained was that the main cause of the drop in crime from like the 70s to the 90s when crime across America just went down by a huge amount. They put it down to abortion, mm -hmm. um, like the legalization of abortion and, um, you know, parents knowing what the best is best for their situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, happier children, you know, more 
better planned families. Um, well, and and resources and resources like crime happens because people are desperate. People don't commit most petty crimes Mm. because of any reason other than survival. They are in survival mode. Their brains are in survival mode. They can't look past that survival mode. They're worried about food on the table. They're worried about paying their next bill. They're and you know, is the government helping? No, like I mean, not really. It is the uh, system of, you know, here, let's, you know, increase our wages. No, that's not helping, you know. And so you're not only are you forcing somebody to physically give birth, but what happens after the fact that they now can't take care of that child. So they Mm. turn to crime. Like you're going to do everything you can to take care of your family. You're going to do everything you can, even if you don't want the kid, you are still going to do everything you can to take care of them. And or you're not. <laughs> and in those cases, those children, you know, get taken away by child protective services and put mm-hmm. into the foster system, which is the worst place to be. Yeah. Because speaking of unwanted, like you're moved from home to home or there's a home that's full of children and they're trying their best to take care of them. But there's no resources for them either. So, I mean, there's lots of home or um, lots of uh, women and couples and out there that that do foster children and you know that is an extremely stressful situation um you're you're having children that are immediately traumatized that Mm -hmm. they they've come from a traumatized situation traumatized home and now you're dealing with trauma on every single level with these children and then trying to build something around that so it's 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 chaotic. It's chaos. And so what happens to the child? You know, most likely not most likely, but there's a large chance that there's abuse involved, there's emotional abuse, there's physical abuse, there's just rejection that you know, you're going to be passed to somebody else and there's no security or safety for that that child growing up. So yeah, for way they So I mean, we don't have orphanages, but is that a good place too? Like, do we want to babysit orphanages? Like, these are not things that like we want to. Why yeah. are we? Why are we going backwards? Considering our technology and our medical expertise is going forward, now all of a sudden there's a law that's saying, "Sorry, but we're going to go back because why? We're saving something that's literally like that big. Like, I mean, it's like minuscule, and it's not even a, like." I, I sent out a picture on my social media, but like, it's not even, it's, it's like the size of a tiny little like bean like creature. Like it's not, yeah. you know, I mean, what are we doing here? This is what we're, this is what we're saving. Like, it's not, it's not something that's not, it's not a human. It's not a baby. There's nothing. Mm. And, and like, this is a huge concept. We're fine with in vitro fertilization. We have clinics all over. Uh, we take that, egg and that sperm we put it together and guess what we make we make those tiny little fetuses and we freeze them. we free, like a larva we oh. freeze them right okay so we have all these little larva fetuses going around are we going to start implanting those in women are we going to force them to carry those because now what's the difference what's the difference between that I, and the sacred gold that's inside yeah. of the mom i never thought of that before that's, and are um, we protesting are we protesting at in vitro fertilization clinics no Nobody's like mm. protesting there. Now, may it happen? Fuck if I know. Like, <laughs> like everything's going. Like, they think that they can just go and tell everybody what to do. But honestly, I really feel like there's so much more to this. There's so much more. For one thing, it's not just about the abortion. 
that is just an easy thing that they could attach themselves to. Roe versus Wade is not codified in our, you know, in our system. And they were, it was easy to go after it. But by taking away that right, you, like I said, you take away bodily autonomy. You take away, you also take away health, uh, privacy. You take the, the fact that you've now, everybody knows, okay, you're going to get an abortion. Like, why should anybody know that information? Um, in Texas, you can get paid to turn somebody in for wow, it. And really? it's like, okay, so now are we the Wild West where we just go and be like, here, I'm going to turn over this bad person. When, I mean, it's a witch hunt. Like, are you are you going after women now because they have chosen to not carry a child? Like, and it's ridiculous. So, I mean, you can do it to you can turn in a, a provider, you can turn in the patient, and you can turn in somebody that drives an Uber. According to the law, you could drive some, if the p- person driving the Uber to the appointment, they can get turned in because wow. they're aiding and abetting uh, an but, abortion. You know what doesn't make sense to me as, obviously, I, I look at American politics as an outsider. And mm-hmm. um, like, who is it exactly that that wants this? Because... It seems like public opinion in America on the left and the right is pretty much agreed that abortion should be allowed, just maybe with some limits at how many weeks. Yeah. Um, and it I seems think like left and right honestly, mostly it's agree political, that. It's a political, okay, so in my opinion, it is an evangelical Christian agenda. Okay. Um, they also, like I'm in the adult industry, they go after my industry. Um, mm-hmm. and they, but you have to remember all these things, they, they lie back on, okay, Jesus. Okay. God. Okay. Christianity. Okay. My religion. For one thing, there's supposed to be separation of church and state. Well, yeah, yeah. we've now, we've now eliminated that by allowing people to say, okay, you are required to do something because of religion. Like, okay. So why are we not taxing churches? Like we don't tax churches. So, Okay. Why are we not taxing churches? They've now become big business. Like now they've become mm, they something really that, and on top of that, the people that are involved in it are under the guise that they're religious, under the guise that they're Christian, under the guise that they're saving babies, but they're super PACs, which means they're raising millions and millions and millions of dollars to affect political change. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think it, there's multiple things I, I have my opinions on. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yes, I am a white woman. Yes, I have that privilege, you know, but white supremacy is an issue and they want to keep it. I'm sorry, but they, people want to, white people, the white people want to stay in charge. And in this country, our demographic by 20, what is it, 2035 or something like that, is going to be majority Latin. It's not going to be white. So who do you think is going to be in charge? Probably not the white people. And like, I believe it's like 35, 40%, maybe 38%, something like that of abortions are white women. So they don't want less white babies. I mean, to be honest, like they don't want less white babies, but on top of that, they want to affect the lower income, the um, indigenous population by, you know, stopping them from having having any choice as well because mm-hmm. it's it's all population control it's all popu- it's all control of women's rights because i'm sorry but I, I believe women are are much less are much more discriminated against than anything like 
Mm-hmm. They just don't like women, like straight up. Like, do we have we had a woman president? No. Like in America, like no, it's patriarchal. They don't want women in charge. They don't want again. We are emotional creatures. Oh, oh, damn, that's a bad thing, right? <laughs> Maybe we all need to be more emotional creatures so that we can make decisions based on the fact that we there is some love and kindness involved, and there, and that's the thing they want to fall back on. Oh well, this is what the Bible says, but. We're not all fucking Christian. We don't all believe in your Bible. And, oh. the, and the majority of the country doesn't. So it's it's one group of people who've raised enough money, to be honest, to be able to make change because they, well, for one thing, they voted in a president who put in conservative um, uh-huh. justices. And, you know, now, and they've been trying to do this for 50 years. Like, they've been trying to overturn it since it's been there. So. Uh-huh. Now they just finally got to the point where those people are are in place. But we need to change that as well. Like, why do we only have nine justices? We should have 13. Like, there's so many reasons why things need to change in our country. But I don't know. It's I think one side also is willing to fight to take control over everything. And one side is lives on beautiful ideals of how yeah. things should be. And so they don't fight hard enough. They you gotta fight. Like I'm sorry to say, but if you're not willing to stand up for your people, like I don't know what to say. It's not gonna one side's willing to stand up. I don't know about the other. I don't do politics much. I don't like yeah, either. Yeah, of them. yeah, I don't, I don't like, like either of them. I'm like but, uh yeah. But I mean, hey, if that's the people who are in charge, like okay, both of you got the money, you know, yeah, to start making decisions that make sense and stop living on the idea that we need to just sit back and do nothing because that's Sitting back and doing nothing, we're losing things. Mm. It it just seems quite strange to me because I guess whenever I see like Republicans on TV, they're usually screaming about freedom, you know, and mm-hmm. liberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's um and it bodily seems... autonomy. They don't <laughs> yeah, want to get, they don't want to get a vaccine. Exactly, exactly. They don't want to be told what to do with their bodies. They don't want to be told. But like, okay, so f- let's flip it. Let's tell men that they have to get vasectomies. Sorry. You can't have unprotected sex unless you get a vasectomy. It's birth control. We want to make sure that pregnancy doesn't happen. Why is it always on women? I, you know, that's one of the biggest the thing. Like I heard, this biggest scam is is being a woman. Like, why have we given up? For one thing, we put hormones in our body to control birth control. Like, uh-huh. we literally, are like, okay, it's our job to just shove more shit into our body so that we don't get pregnant. You know, why are we? The ones that always have to do things. Why are we the ones that have to carry the? I mean, obviously we carry babies, but like, okay, so now we don't even have a choice on that matter. And that, you know, and honestly, I believe that they'll go after after birth control. I believe they'll go after these things See, because this is I interesting it, to me. It's, yeah, I mean, there is there are studies that show that the po- human population is going down. Mm-hmm. You know, the more intelligent we get, the more enlightened we get. These and especially women no longer being in a home and working and going after different things, then the population is going down and that's throughout the entire world. So, you know, I mean, have we decided that now it's, you know, our job to force people to have children and because the population is going down, I think there's better ways to do this. I think there's better ways to help people understand that, you know, maybe because there's, you know, there's always back and forth of, well, why is the population going down? Well, we were also told that like our human footprint's huge and we've made a big difference on the climate and we made a big difference on the earth and we don't need all these babies. <laughs> so like our, now we have a new generation of people who are like, wait a minute, like, I think my footprint's too big. I don't want to go have babies and 
make a bigger human footprint. Well, then there's information saying that that's not really true, that it doesn't really matter. Like we are going to make a footprint on it, but are we just going to like let ourselves die out and, and no longer produce um, children or, or humans because we're worried about the climate? I mean, yeah, you know, it's, was... it, it goes back and forth. So yeah, that there's some really like big talking points I've seen mm-hmm. on this, but you know, I feel I'm not really qualified to comment on them. It's like, <laughs> like some people say that if the population, if a population gets smaller, then technological progress goes backwards because yeah. we can't specialize as much because there's less people. Uh-huh. Um, so our living standards would have to go down in theory. But I don't know. Well, and the true. thing is, like, our. Know you know, our social security, I think it's also a factor of that. Like you, mm. we have, we have population who's living longer. And I think that does factor into, you know, the people who make these decisions because yeah. sorry, they're old white guys <laughs> and, you know, they don't want their social security going away. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's going to happen. What? In like 2035. And then what? Like that's what pays them. So you have a younger, you have my generation, which is like more generation X and I, you know, that population, well, we still have enough people, but there's only so long that we're, and then we're going to be in that population. We're going to be the ones who are collecting social security, but then the population below us, you know, millennials and all Gen Z, like, are they going to have children? Because right now they're okay, but they're still dwindling because Mm -hmm. we didn't have as many children. So then, I mean, and I have three children who are like, well, I don't know if I want to have a kid or maybe one, but like, they don't really, it's not a priority because they have been told that, you know, we, we've made a big problem on this earth and that we, and they also have aspirations to do other things. So, you know, it'll, I'm sure it's something that they'll get eventually choose to do, but it's, I think, you know, like, I I think it was Tesla and, and Edison who were saying that like, you know, that as the population gets more, uh, intelligent as the population gets more educated as the population just grows you know population decline happens because people choose other things to do with their lives rather than have babies plus we have a great uh level of people who are older that are going to be living longer because we can we can actually help them to live longer so mm. i think those that population wants to be taken care of <laughs> and so they're like oh damn you got to have more babies so you can take yeah. care of us because you know every single person is money like we're all commodities. Sorry to say, but you know, you think, sadly, we're not just people. We're we're money. Do you think maybe that's a reason why they didn't codify it when they had the chance? For example, maybe they have this desire for more children on both sides. I think of the so. Island? Like I, I really think that that's a, a a factor. I do think it's a big factor. Like you can just say you it, it's to save babies, but like you're talking about generationally, I think they want. To people to have more children but the problem is is that you can't force people to have children and you can't i think there's better ways to do it i think there's ways of educating people that hey this is an issue hey it is okay to have babies because i think there's a large portion of the of the population who thinks it's not okay it's mm-hmm. not okay for me to have babies or if i'm not ready to have a baby you know, my life is not where i want it to be i don't have enough money i don't have enough resources to take care of this baby well there's only so much you can have. Like, sorry, but you when you have, you have a baby, you got to take take a leap. Like, like yeah. babies grow with you, so they, you know they're going to be fine as long as there's love and 
as long as there's, you know, uh, safety, security, trust, love, everything that they need, the material factor is not really that big of a deal. It's it's more about, you know, do they have a secure place, a home, and all their mm-hmm. survival factors being there. But that's the problem is when you force somebody, they don't have those things. They lose all the safety, security, trust, everything. And those are way more important than all the money. So, you know, the money is fake anyway. <laughs> it's literally yeah, something you, you, you just make up. So it it's, a, it's a means of trading. But, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like you – once you take the free will away from people, then you're going to have consequences that you don't even recognize. Like, and And nobody – none of those people who voted to get rid of this – care about taking care of the children they all they care about is telling you that you can do something and and there's such a factor with it that a medical factor side of it personally I between my second and my third child I had a molar pregnancy so during that time it um what's that sorry a molar pregnancy is when instead of the baby when the zygote splits and it starts to form into a baby it starts to form into cancerous cells instead. So uh, even though my body knew I was pregnant, even and I was growing this thing inside of me, and I thought it was a baby, when I went to go hear a heartbeat, no heartbeat. And instead, it was a cancerous tumor that was growing uh, inside of me like a baby. Well, that shit happens. Ectopic pregnancies happen. Uh, um molar pregnancies happen. Situations where the placenta is not... It, it, it's not healthy for the baby. All these things happen in women. And by taking this away from you, you no longer have the capability of taking care of yourself. Um, this is what causes women to die. In my case, if I had something called a DNC, well, that is a surgical abortion. That's what it is because my body wasn't miscarrying this thing. It was continuing to grow it. Would it eventually miscarried it? Probably, but then what? Then if I hadn't had that procedure and they weren't able to go in there and scrape everything out, those cancer cells would have still been around and I would have gotten uh, uterine cancer or I would have never been able to have another baby because that could have passed the cancer onto another baby. And so I probably would have ended up having to have a hysterectomy and no more children, which means I don't have a 16 year old now (laughs) who exists because I was able to have that procedure done and a year later, wait, but so that my body was clear and then I could have another baby again. So these are so many, and this is typical. Like these are things that happen to my friends have had the same kind of pregnancy. Like these are not things that are uncommon. These are things that women have missed miscarriages all, all the time. And what and is the it, situation there now? Is it that the states that are banning abortion, are banning abortion? Everything. Everything. Just Everything. So like um, the states that have actually banned it, they, you can't even get that procedure done. So you can't have that. You have to go to another state to have that procedure done. So and, even and, if and like it's like a situation like what you had. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now Texas that, says, Texas says they're going to keep medical abortion, meaning if for medical reasons. Uh-huh. So for something like mine, it would still be available, but we'll see. Like they haven't made that decision yet. They haven't completely decided on it. So, uh-huh. you know, but these other states, Uh, I don't know all the states, but like Georgia, all the states that have decided Mississippi, no, like you can't have those procedures done anymore. 
And then there's like there's other things like uh, now there's a limitation on certain medication. There's a drug that is uh, used for um, immune uh, defense diseases, and that drug is also is an anti-abortion drug or is an abortion drug. So because of it, now physicians are not giving out that drug. Like they won't actually give it to people who need it need it for their immune system. Um, so it's not only affecting reproductive issues, but now we're affecting mm. like treatment for things like rheumatoid arthritis. The, I, I think Mexo, Mexo something is the name of the drug, but it, it's used for rheumatoid arthritis. And now we're going to cause people to have rheumatoid arthritis because we don't want them to accidentally have an abortion. Like, what is that? That's, it's just insanity. Yeah. Uh, it it's just like, crazy. It feels like with the rules all being thrown up in the air, in the air, that, mm-hmm. that like there's so many ambiguities and maybe well, a lot and of now people, people are physicians are afraid to get sued. Mm. Physicians are afraid to get in trouble. Mm. Insurance companies won't cover it because now they're going, damn, like, are we going to get in trouble for giving this out and saying that we support abortion and we're helping people get abortions? Well, no, like, that's not what you're doing. But because of that, the insurance companies and the doctors are like, no way, I'm not taking that risk. So I'm not going to even help Mm. those patients anymore. So now what? Now they have to go to another state to get their rheumatoid arthritis medicine. Like, it's it's ridiculous. It's stupid. it's so crazy to me that there isn't like um, that it just happens in one day. There isn't like a kind of phasing period or like yeah, like some I, way I mean, of getting prepared. On the or... state, like I know some of the states were already set. Like they were set to the second that was overturned, mm. their laws of getting rid of it went into effect. Like they were ready to get rid of it. Um, like in Texas, it was thirty days. Like it was 30 days from Roe v. Wade being overturned that the new laws will go into effect. Now we've already been under since last September that after six weeks, you can't get an abortion here anyway. So, you know, it's not much of a difference, but now you won't be able to get one at all. So after 30 days, that'll kick in and you can't get one at all um, unless it's medically required, which is like the situation I said. Um, But like when you're talking about babies, like these are not these are not babies. I think most people, when it comes, nobody, in my opinion, there is not such a thing as late term abortion. Late term abortion is premature birth. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Like literally, you're having a baby. You don't, you're not going in there and it, it, scraping a baby out. Like there's nothing there. Like it, it, the baby's born. And, yeah, and like- these are devastating situations where people are losing their, the baby they've carried for seven or eight months. And, and the baby just can't survive or the placenta has no longer uh, is no longer thriving. So now there's a situation where literally if you keep that in you, the baby in you, you're poisoning yourself. Mm-hmm. And so now the mom's life is at risk because it's slowly poisoning her. And what you're, oh, well, your body's not getting rid of it. Oh, okay. So I should just die. I should just die because my body's not getting rid of something that's not alive in me anymore. You're forcing women to carry babies that are no longer viable or living within them uh, till when? Like, I mean, it's none of it makes much sense. I mean, it to me, it's it's pushing a political, religious, financial decision without any thought to what truly it affects because they don't really care. There's no concern for that because I can promise you that if it's your rich white mom or girlfriend who needs an abortion, you're going to send her to another state. 
like uh, even if you vote, even if you're pro-life, like they're not going to be like, oh, damn, like my mom's going to die. So I'm just going to sit here and watch her die. Yeah. Like, no, we're going to take care of it. So now you're, do- but now you are doing that to low income people, uh, indigenous populations, people who can't leave, people who have no resources to leave. You are sentencing them to death because you decided, oh, well, you know, this little thing that's this big is so important. It just, yeah. it's, it doesn't make much sense. Could we talk about abortion itself? Because, um, like, I, I guess in my head it's something I haven't thought about too much or read about. But how does it work? Is it just you have a tablet or is it a surgery? Or, uh, I know that's, that's such a dumb question. That depends on it's when like, it is. So, like, you could consider plan B. Like, I know there's an issue with plan B. Plan B is just a pill you take morning after pill. So yeah. you get rid of it immediately. But that's well, not abortion, okay. is it? It's like a... Well, they are considering that somewhat of an abortion. Jesus. That's what I'm saying. And that's why they're going to go after uh, contraceptive. Because it's considered a contraceptive. But remember, they even took away the stuff for rheumatoid arthritis. So now they're saying, oh, but plan B is really an abortion. Because I guess, this, you know, your seed's implanted into that woman. And so <laughs> we need to we need to make sure we save that, too. So yeah, like that's an issue that, and right now I know currently you cannot get plan B anywhere. Like there's, it's either people have hoarded it or they've stopped selling it because again, it comes back to, oh, well, this is to help abortion, you know, we're worried about selling it. CVS, CVS doesn't sell it. You know, it's a whole company, a whole pharmacy. Nope, not doesn't sell it. They also are pro-life, but you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, what's happening? This is silly. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, there are other anti, there are abortion pills that are available that are other medication. That's not plan B, but it is, uh, like, and and those have to be taken with a few days. Like you can't take them six weeks down the road. They're not going to work. Like have to be done pretty quickly. Um, then there's, you know, early abortion, which most people have is, uh, a procedure. It's a quick procedure. Normally they, they'll put you like, it's a medical procedure. They put you to sleep. They go in and they, uh, as for like specifics on it, I, I mean, I've read all kinds of things, but like, I think it's kind of like a vacuum type of situation where they oh, go really? in. But yeah. It's like cleaning out your uterus of okay. these, like with me, it was like cleaning out my uterus of the cells. So mine wasn't turning into a baby, but it was, <laughs> it was supposed to be. And then it turned into this tumor thing but they they go in there and they take all the cells out and then they clean out everything and then it's like a i don't know if it's they use lasers or if they don't even have to use lasers i don't think they have to use lasers but they just basically make sure that all the cells are gone and that's it mm-hmm. like it's literally a medical procedure they dilate your cervix they go in they take care of it and, <laughs> and you're done so it's a quick easy procedure um okay. you know so there's not much to it uh, later on like that, again, I don't think these, those are situations where the fetus has, is no longer viable. The fetus is not going to live the, you know, it, as you get further along that it's premature birth or it's that the baby's just not even alive anymore. And mm. then you have to, then it's, I'm sure more intense when it comes to the procedure, but it's still dilating. It's still dilating the cervix so that you can give birth to whatever that is, you know, and, and get out, get it out of your body. So. 
And even the most common one you said, the more vacuum type, the mm-hmm. procedure. Um, but is that painful? Is it scary? Um, like, after um, pain is like a bad period. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to explain. Yeah, to it's like, like so, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I can handle those. <laughs> But it's like a cramp. It's like cramping. Okay. It's bad. And like even mine, it was bad because I, my body actually had to go into labor to get rid of that. So mm-hmm. what happens is your body, you, you have uh, the muscles of the uterus contract and squeeze and and do everything that it would do during labor. That happens in that time too because your body has to adjust back to normal. Okay. Because even as a, a tiny little thing starts to grow, the, the uterus expands. So. With that being the case, it has to contract. So it, it does, you know, they give you medications to help your uterus contract, help your cervix close, those kind of things. But yeah, I mean, it, it's cramping. Um, is it something you stay in a hospital for? No, not normally, mm-hmm. unless unless it's late term and you have other issues involved. Um, but it, when it comes to a normal one, no, like it's a, it's a quick, it, 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 I wouldn't say easy procedure because... Um, but they do counseling. They talk to you before. They require you to think about it. It's not yeah. just like, okay, oh, hey, I'm going to pop around to my local abortion clinic and get yeah, an abortion. Like, like, it's not the like the, the every five minutes. The impression I get in the media is that an abortion is just like almost like clicking your fingers. You just go and get one, like just go into the supermarket or something. But no, no. Like <laughs> I mean, that. it is. It, it, and they, you know, they normally take you to require you to have some kind of like, emotional support you know there are Uh counselors there they're there to help you through the process they're there to talk to you before it make sure that's what you want to do normally here they give you other options they'll say you know are you sure you don't want to you know have a baby and it can be up for adoption and like here's your options and um but you know when it comes to pressure there's no pressure because it's a medical procedure it's Uh like saying that i can't go in and do other things with my body you know why but like even any any surgery, they're gonna you know go through the risks and everything involved. I think that would probably be like a bleeding type of risk and and it, other problems that you know you may end up with afterwards. But I don't mm-hmm. think those are real likely. I mean, and and like I said, every you know I'm 48 years old and I work in the adult industry. And to be honest, like people don't use abortion as birth control. Like we're for one thing, I can tell you this: the conception of the adult industry is just off, and yep. we we test way more than in our general public when it comes to sexually transmitted diseases. For here, for us here in the United States, we test every fourteen days, like literally every two weeks. Um, I can promise you, you don't do that. <laughs> I can promise you, all the boys that listen to this, don't do that. They don't mm-hmm. go out and get a test every fourteen days before they change a partner or. They decide to do something. They don't. And the general public doesn't do it. They, but we do. And on top of that, like, this is our, you know, it's our body. Like, this is our job. That's, you know, in my opinion, uh, adult performers are like sexual athletes. Like, why are we going to do something that's going to affect our job? So we don't put ourselves in the situation where we're having to go get this procedure done. Have people? Absolutely. Like, I mean, it happens. Shit happens. You know, but, but I mean, most of the time it's a personal situation where like, damn, I, you know, just like the general public, I got pregnant by my boyfriend and now I don't want to have a baby. Like we, I'm not prepared to do that in my life. So, you know, it's, it's no different in my, uh, in my, um, 
profession as any other woman um, or anybody, except that we are safer. Like we make sure we have birth control. We make sure we have, you know, everything we need and get tested so that we keep ourselves in a situation where we're not gonna have to deal with it. But I mean, sure, there's people in the industry that I know that have had multiple abortions. Like, would that, was it caused by the industry? Was it caused by the work? No, it was caused by just personal situations that they've been in. And, you know, I mean, I would say maybe one person my entire life have ever known that actually used, had abortions because they got pregnant multiple times and just weren't that safe. And yeah. oh, see, I, I'm, I've got like quite strong feelings on this topic. Um, see, I also work in the porn industry, but in mm-hmm. Europe and in Europe, the culture is so different to America. Um, I have worked in America as well, and it, it's so much more professional where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's more free for all. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in the porn industry in America, there's really good sex education. Like mm-hmm. you learn really fast like how important communication is you Mm -hmm. learn about birth control if you didn't already in your life it's pretty well drilled into you Mm -hmm. uh in europe they're kind of against not in not in western europe or in eastern europe where i am they're really against birth control um but also they don't have many babies so um (laughs) in most girls i know in my private life and in work have had at least one abortion abortions yeah it's very just they're just really against birth control but they don't get any sex education at school their sex education i think that's the key i think that's the key throughout the whole world i mean i am a a certified sex educator i Mm -hmm. that that's a big part of what i do um and i you know it's it's really kind of like a purpose for me a path for me to help people not just understand uh, sex education, but understand intimacy, understand connection, understand all of it, because I think that there's a big disconnect. Like our, our industry, like obviously people are objectified. Like that's just a fact. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Like that's, that's what we do. It's like watching a, a, a basketball player. Well, they're objectified too. Like, uh-huh. I mean, they, their, their gift is to be able to dunk a basketball. Well, that's not easy on them. It's not easy on your body. Well, it's not easy what I do on my body either. But and and um, you know, personally, I I'm on the side of like making it a bit less objectified and making it a bit more um, understanding that there there is energy and emotion behind what you do when it comes to uh, having sexual intimacy and uh-huh. and physical intimacy. That it's not just body parts because like literally we are humans. Literally, there is you know energy surrounding you literally Mm -hmm. there is a brain that's more important than the body so you know it it's uh, helping people understand the connection because i i think it's super separated i think just in general the population has chosen to separate and cultures have taught people to separate sexual intimacy from everything else every other kind of intimacy Mm -hmm. um and it it's normalized so um I mean, it it is a factor, but the thing is, is that in the end, it it all comes down to two things: like free will and bodily autonomy. Like yep. it's my choice, it's my brain. Does my brain 
connect to energy and emotion and you know the concept of that or does it not and if it doesn't you can't change i mean you can help people grow but you can't change the fact that they don't get it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and and if you it's your choice like it's your it's your it's your path to figure that shit out and the education factor you know honestly people just watch adult films to learn shit and i think a big problem is not having conversation because I think conversation is, that's how we communicate. That's how we consume information. So I do, I do feel like personally, it is my um, responsibility to educate people um, on things that I understand and, and on intimacy, on uh, sex education. I think it's, as an adult actress, I feel like that it's part of my responsibility because if I'm going to portray things physically, then why am I not talking about them? Uh And I think that's a key factor in making people understand how to handle situations, but the government doesn't do anything for you. Like school doesn't teach you anything. And, and I don't even know if they, I mean, maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't, but they don't teach you anything. And then, you know, to leave it on a parent who has been taught not to talk about things, or has never been talked to themselves. Um, I was never taught anything about sex. My parents really? didn't talk to me about anything. My my parents talked to my brother. Again, you're you're his friend. So it was like, oh, well, I just sit back and listen. So I heard what they said, but it wasn't directed at me. And I was two years younger. So mm. it didn't really, it wasn't something I understood. I was lucky. I put myself in shitty situations. But it, I did those things when I was like a teenager. Because it's just not being educated on what should happen. So I do feel like, you know, when it comes to entertainment, I think all entertainment comes back to, well, I'm not really teaching you. It's just entertainment. But, you know, at some point you have to take responsibility for what you do. And mm. eventually, and, and I think it's in the best interest of everyone is to be able to say, you know, this is what's happening with your body. This is what happens how you need to connect to other people. This is how you need to talk to other people and and not be afraid of it. I think there's so much fear, judgment, shame um, surrounding sex, which is a basic instinct as a human being. Yeah. But, but that's been removed from our brains that we shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't think of it that way. We should think of it as uh, you need to be in a relationship or uh, you need to be disconnected uh, emotionally. Because even if you're not in a relationship, you, oh, well, just it's just sex. I'm just not going to be. Because I said it for 15 years, you know, <laughs> it's just sex. What does it matter? It's cool to not have sex and not be connected, you know, emotionally to people. But then I've had the realization that it is important. And you really do exchange energy regardless. It doesn't matter if you block it in from your consciousness and go, oh, it's just sex. But you're exchanging that energy with other people. And and mm-hmm. to understand that energy exchange is important. So. Yeah, it's, like I, I think there needs to be more education. I always say, like, it is possible to fall in love for just one night, you know? Sure, <laughs> it's a, sure. It's like, sure. Nice I, I'm, a, I'm a polyamorous person, so <laughs> I'm all about uh, not limiting love and, and yeah. sharing as much love as possible. Because, I mean, honestly, you are sharing that energy, and it's not okay. just, yeah, you know, something thing. that... Like, um, exactly, and you should feel that, because it's not going to be as special if you don't. Mm. If, if it's just mechanical then, you know, what are you really, what, what's really happening? Like your body's just reacting and then what? Like, I think there are times, I think there are times when it is just a physical act, but I think that's maybe when you're just like seeking validation rather than 
actually enjoying sex. We're working. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, and I, I've been been there, done that. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I literally said so many times that, you know, I remember body parts more than faces. Mm-hmm. And people, like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I filmed with you. And I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't know you. Like, I, I have no clue who you are. But if you show me certain parts of your body, I probably could identify them. <laughs> you know, but that's because of the situation I was in. And, yeah, next and time because, I'll quiz you on that. I'll show you. <laughs> like, who, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, like, honestly, I, I've been in group situations. I've been in lots of situations where it's like, okay, I, I didn't have the the time to have a conversation with you or an experience or, you know, be able to, to exchange that energy with you. I just had a physical experience that, you know, in the end is not very memorable because there's just no energy connection or, or consciousness. There's no conscious connection to that other person. Um, which, you know, I've changed in my life. I've learned that that's more important to me. I've learned, but I think that that's part of just growing and evolving. You realize oh, these things are actually important to me as a person to recognize them. Because like I said, even though I denied that, and I said it was always physical, Mm -hmm. not truly always physical because you have, you are an energy being because you have an aura because you, these things are, are, are actually connected with each other and that energy does mingle and connects. And we're just much more connected to each other than we think we are because Mm -hmm. we're told that we're not, it's the, the idea of individualism. I don't know. Is a failed experiment. <laughs> like we've disconnected from our tribal instincts, which are natural in humans. Like we're always going to go back to our tribe, you yeah. know, and if it's family, if it's a, a sports team, if it's, you know, whoever it is, you're still tribal mentality and that's just part of being human. So I think that it's important to reconnect to those things and realize, oh, I actually connect to these people when I'm uh, exchanging physical energy. I'm also exchanging, you know, emotional and everything else. Uh-huh. Um, can we come back to birth control? Because that's really interesting to me because like, I'm from the UK and I always assumed that um, like British and American people, generally birth control, we're pretty well educated on. Um, but looking at abortion data, I'm thinking maybe that's not true for everybody. Um, yeah. Like I noticed there's like a big racial difference in abortion. Birth control. I think. Well, I think like a lot of women... Are like four times as likely to have an abortion and three times as likely to die in childbirth, which is mm-hmm. insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like there's a lot of differences in sex education across the states, right? Depending on um, where you are. Or I think that there's also a difference. Is. I think there's also a difference in medical care. And and again, going back with abortion being medical care, um, mm. is that and birth control being medical care. Because I think that has to do with the education, like you said. It's not just sex education. It's it's medical care education. Mm. It's, it's understanding how to take care of your own body. It's understanding, like, no one no one explained to me what STDs were. No one explained to me that this is how you could get them or how you couldn't get them or here, do this or do that so that you don't get them. Um, luckily, I, I'm an intelligent person and I learn these things by myself. But it's one of – but – it, and it's not just intelligence, it's access to information. Now, I think the internet has helped greatly. Yeah. Um, I I do think that things like social media allow people to hear other real people and people that are like them 
and not just, you know, these populations listening to the white woman talk, you know, sorry, I know I'm a white woman, but like, I mean, but you know, I mean, it's important to see people that are like you and, and teaching you the same things because mm-hmm. yeah, the mortality rate in childbirth in, in the African-American population or in the black community is, is higher. It's in, and that has to do, not just a small amount. It's yeah, hugely shockingly higher. higher. And, and that has to do with medical care. You know, they don't get preterm care. They don't go to doctors as often. And that has to do with the fact that at least here it has to do with the fact that they don't trust them. Um, you know, mm. in, in previous histories past, like, sorry, but we, doctors did experiments on people. Doctors mm-hmm. did, um, perform, you know, I just recently heard of a story of like two women who were in their sixties and when they were, they were um, teenagers, they were, um, sterilized without their knowledge, like, and their parents didn't even know. And they sued like they, in, but they were sterilized and, and that wasn't that long ago. So, you know, it's, it's not trusting doctors. It's not trusting what's going to happen to me. Um, it's also cultural that, you know, oh, I'm not going to go put something in my body. That's not natural. Again, mm. We go back yep. to the hormone factor of women having to put hormones in their body as birth control. Yeah. Well, this is an education um, thing because, like, there's the mini pill and there's non-hormonal mm-hmm. versions of things, mm-hmm. and a lot of people I speak to just don't know about it. Um, and it's because they don't the go to the pill. doctor. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. For me, I went every year, every single year. I went to the doctor, had my pap smear, had my checkup. These are things that women should be doing to make sure that they're they're healthy, but. There's a fear of doctors. There's uh, we don't have universal health care. So like Yeah, is birth control free in America? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> no. Nothing's free. <laughs> nothing's free in America. You, that's you that's think, a dumb question, our wasn't country, it? <laughs> our country that's based on freedom. Do you think anything's actually free? No, nothing's free. So yeah. no. Like, I mean, you have to go to your doctor. You have to get it. It has to be covered by your insurance. You're still gonna pay for it, you know? Okay. And birth control, like even just pills. Like I took pills my whole life and I did take like mini pills. I took, because I, I also breastfed my children. So Uh I took just, uh, just progesterone pills that were not estrogen. Uh, so it didn't affect the babies, but like I took those forever, but yeah, I had to go to the doctor every year to get them. I had to get, you know, referrals. I had to get, um, how much does birth control cost? Just, uh... um, it depends on what it is. Uh, pills are not expensive. You know, they're probably, $30, $10, $30 $30, $10, $30 a month, maybe. That's still um, significant, though. Like, significant, um, yeah. Like, it's not free, uh, not even close. No. like um, yeah. Condoms are not free. Uh, nothing's free. Like, you're going to, you have to pay for everything. So wow. it's, it's yeah, I mean, that, and that's how it affects populations that have no money, you know, lower income populations. And what do you think? Uh, indigenous to, populations, um, populations that have higher risk, like these are the people that are going to be greatly affected by it because they actually do use abortion as birth control, um, because they are, are are less educated in other options, and mm. and you know, I mean, plus they come back to you know, it may have a health effect on you. You know, not all yeah. people can take hormones, not all people can put these things in their bodies, and it'll be fine. So. Yeah, as- as a man, I have like issues with this because I live in Eastern Europe and nobody is on birth control. Like in the six <laughs> years I've been here, I've been with one girl that's on birth control. Um, and generally there's a culture of they think it makes them fat. So that's true. They don't true. take it. 
So it's like, well, and it's true. It does. It does make you fat. Like (laughs) you gain weight because you're, I mean, think about, okay, let's, it's Mm. easy to understand. Like I always compare it to like a chicken, like they put hormones in chickens to make them fat so that you have bigger chicken meat. Yeah. They put steroids in them. So they feed them food that has steroids. And so these chickens can't walk around because they're the breasts of the chickens are huge because they grow to be obscene sizes, but, and it's awful. (laughs) So like they, and they do it to cows and they do it to all our food. They do it to all the meat so that you have larger portions and it can feed more people. Um, and with that being the case, like, yeah, it's going to affect a woman the same way. Like you're going to gain weight. You're going to, you know, now that comes down to, you know, I, the idea that you have to look a certain way, like that, that needs to change too. Like, I mean, you know, you should be caring more about your health than what you look like to other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it does cause weight gain. There's lots of side effects. Um, it can cause problems with your skin. It can cause problems with your heart. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it can cause problems with your, uh, it, I mean, it, it's literally putting more, um, hormones into your body that are not natural mm. so that it affects your cycle and yeah. you don't have them. I guess I have this conversation quite often with girls in my life in Eastern Europe and you know every relationship for me is quite terrifying because I, I, I'm genuinely terrified that I'm just gonna, that make gonna have a baby some, <laughs> yeah because I'm not like committed to one person <laughs> or anything so and I've and I try having the conversation, but that's when our condom comes into play. <laughs> yeah, but, but I've I've read the stats on condoms, and the numbers are terrifying. They people don't use them. They're, they're only like seventy five percent effective with real world use. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the withdrawal method is about the same effectiveness. Yep. So it's like, you know, and I say to girls like, you know, condoms are not as effective as you think. Um, right. But it's like, what do you do? I just live in fear, really. And honestly, it affects like the quality of your sex. Because when you're getting close, you're like, you start to like think, oh, maybe I should stop a lot earlier, you know? Yeah, Um, right. So So you can't ever like yeah, I would never tell a girl like, oh, you need to go on birth control. No. So it's like, is there like a way of having a conversation about birth control with a girl as a man? Or Um, is it just like... Honestly, I I really feel like again, that comes back to personal decisions because you don't know their medical history and mm-hmm. you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what's the reason they're not on birth yeah. control. But I mean, honestly, I think that having that conversation should be a conversation you should have. Like, yeah. I, I don't think you should be in fear of having any conversation regarding your health, their health, your sex. Like, I mean, these are things you should be talking about because in the end, that to me is also related to consent. Um, and that you're consenting to something that maybe you're not, um, prepared to consent to because, mm-hmm. you know, the moment you decide to have intercourse, well, you know, you've decided to do this physical act that can result in a baby. Well, you know, maybe I should understand that you're not protected. Like maybe you should be like, Hey, I'm not on birth control. This is going to be up to you to make sure that this doesn't happen. Well, you're taking that responsibility. You know, you're a grown ass man. <laughs> She's a yeah, grown ass yeah. woman. And they, you both are deciding, okay, this is, this could be a result of what happens. So yeah, um, you, it's good to have those conversations. It's good to say, you know, when's the last time you had an STD test? When's the last time, you know, do you take birth control? Is this something I need to be concerned about? Because 
then you're making a consensual decision and you're you're both on a good plane. Uh, and and that takes that stress away. You know, that takes that, oh, damn, what's going to happen? You mm-hmm. know, and then you can actually enjoy yourself because and but that's the problem is that people have this has this innate fear of having conversations because they think, oh, damn, it's going to ruin the mood. Well, wouldn't you rather ruin the mood than have a baby? Like, I mean, to be serious, and and wouldn't you rather ruin the mood than ha- require the person to have an abortion? Like, these are things that yeah, I- educate before, like be proactive in your life and not reactive. Don't just react to everything that happens and be oh. like, oh, damn, you know, and, and plan like it. It's okay to wait. It's okay to not be the one. I mean, I trust me. I've had like five billion one night stands, but <laughs> you know, I mean, <clears throat> I can speak a lot and I've done other things in the past. But you know, it is also I've always been on birth control. I've been on birth control since I was mm. 16 years old. 16 years old, I started taking pills. That, that's and, the thing. And even in the porn industry here, most of the girls are not on birth control. And it's yeah, it's like, crazy. And I have a lot of friends. A lot of friends yeah. don't want to take birth control. They are like, nope, don't want to do it. Don't want to put that in my body. And I respect that because it is your choice. It's your choice to not put extra mm-hmm. chemicals in your body. But on the other hand, you know, you're taking that chance. And yeah. nowadays here, like, why would you take the chance? I don't understand why anybody would take the chance. Yeah, well, you know, honestly, honestly, I'd rather be abstinent than deal with that crap. Yeah, so this side of the pond, it feels more like an education issue and Mm -hmm. I try to do my bit to you know educate (laughs) but yeah it it comes across as like a very selfish thing I find like um yeah like it's very hard to have that conversation sure and I think and and that's where you know people like me people that are in this industry people that are you know, the more sex education that's out there that the general public can see, even if you're there and I'm here, you know, then that's a good thing because oh. you're you're talking about these things because, you know, communication the factor, the key factor of all of it is communicating with each other yeah. so that you're not ever putting yourselves in, in crappy situations, you know, and and that has to do with all aspects of and, sex. Like you should be able to talk about it. And like your an actual qualified sex educator. So that's really interesting to me. And I wonder if you've had a similar experience where, um, like, cause I, I'm not a teacher, mm-hmm. so maybe I have conversations in the wrong way, but when I say, give someone the information on birth control or any, or even STIs, um, I find it doesn't really change people's minds. They still kind of believe what they believe. And it's quite hard to actually get people to understand um, um I, and you know i think that that comes down to sometimes people are just have to fucking experience shit like mm. they have to be like oh damn <laughs> like, you know it's and because it's really hard to get something like you can tell somebody all day long something and and it's really in the up to them to make those decisions yeah. um really the only person you should be worried about is you because mm-hmm. like you know, if you're like, okay, well, if you're not willing to do this, then I'm not willing to do that. Like, I mean, and I think that that comes down to like, you can't force somebody to be on birth control, but you know, then you guys don't do what is going to cause the problem. <laughs> you know I mean? It, yeah. it, there's a give and take there of like, okay, I'm going to be responsible for myself and you be responsible for yourself. And, and if we can't come to a consensus, then that doesn't happen. Um, because it, it is a risk. I mean, mm-hmm. 
you know, sex is a risk. It's not like, okay, well, you know, nothing could happen. Well, obviously we know things can happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to education, it's hard because you could tell somebody all day to do something, but until they, uh, actually acknowledge that that's going to be an issue, but, and, and who knows, maybe that's the reason they decided to change laws to force people to take birth control. But I don't think so, because I think they're going to take away the birth control. Like, I think it's, it's oh, that actually would be scary. That would be very, yeah. very scary. I think um, I think conception is a factor. But there's also some factors along with this issue that has nothing to do with abortion, too, is that now that they've taken the bodily autonomy away, they can go after other things. And because they've reversed laws, uh, when you take away rights from people, and you've done it once, then it's much easier to go in and start taking away other rights and saying, oh, well, mm-hmm. this is just, I'm going to use the same, like literally these justices are using the same wording they used to get Roe versus Wade uh, turned over to now go against things like same-sex marriage and mm. and other other things that they want to overturn, you know? So it, it now they just, uh, it's just started almost like a snowball effect of here, now we can go in and, and get rid of all these other uh, ratifications to these laws and change, you know, them back to what they used to be. And, mm. and it, you know, and those are the same people that think that, you know, a family is only a man and a woman. And, and, you know, I mean, they just have yeah. concepts like, that are old. And even like, um, the one that annoys me most, I only ever hear this from Americans is I've heard a lot of commentators in the last few weeks saying like, well, you know, if you don't want to get pregnant, there's a very easy thing to do. Just close your legs. And it's like close your legs. Yeah. But they're not, they're not, they're not closing their legs. No. They're not, they're not keeping their pants on. No. Because it's always up to the woman to be the one who is, you know, slut shames are treated as if she is a problem because she chose to do it. Even though you know, I'm sorry to say, but like that's also increases rates of rape. It increases rapes of sexual assault is to be like, oh well, well you know, women will just say no, like we're not, we're not as uh, extreme when it comes to like, okay, we got to do this physical act all the time. We aren't, it's just not, a, you know, we, it's not innate in humans for females to be that extreme about it. Like they, they aren't going to go search all the time for a new sexual partner or, or uh-huh. sex all on a constant basis, because that's just not part of being human, but men, they are, they're the ones that are going to search like that's in your nature. Like it's just part of being the human. So yeah, I mean, to put it all onto women, that's still the patriarchy. <laughs> that still comes back to, yeah, I hear it's all your problem because you're the one that's going to be carrying the baby. But yeah, it's, I, I, it's I have really some, education yeah. on both sides. Like it's both the responsibility. I just think, you know, if I just think it should really put some of the responsibility back onto men by, um, Especially absent fathers, you know. I just yeah. think take half their money, give it to the baby. Just... Ha- and have have a vasectomy. I'm sorry, but like a vasectomy is not that big of a deal. Like, honestly. And it can be reversed. Like literally there's, you're telling women to do all these things. Why aren't you doing things um, that can be reversed? There's chemical castration too, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're somebody <laughs> that never wants to have a baby and you don't want to take that responsibility ever, or you shouldn't be having babies, then you know, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying forced stuff, yeah. but like you should be responsible too. like go you know, out and take care of your problems. I know two American guys um, with that have had vasectomies, um, mm-hmm. one older, um, 
never had children, just they just had a vasectomy. Didn't so I, think is, I think that is fairly not common, but I think it's something that does happen maybe in America where yeah. nowhere else. Yeah. Uh, and it is, you know, like my, after my third kid, my husband had a, had a vasectomy. It's never have been a problem since, you know, uh-huh. he doesn't have to worry about it. It's not like, but if he ever wanted to have a kid again, he can go have it reversed. Because yeah. it's not it's not like a hysterectomy and, where and you can taking out a your uterus. Sperm. It's like you can it's just literally snipping like a little line and then they're done and then they could but they can go back in and fix that, like reconnect, you know. And I'm not oh. saying everybody should go out and have surgery. Like <laughs> like there's just other ways of dealing with things. But like if you're going to you cannot men cannot just dismiss the responsibility and say, Oh, well, the woman should just be the one. Okay, so we all decide what that we are gonna be abstinent. And you don't get sex at all, then what? Then what happens? You know, what happens to the male population? What happens to, I can promise you what happens is there's an increase in sexual assault and there's an increase in rape. Like it, it is going to, mm-hmm. it would happen. If, if women literally said, nope, not doing it, that's yeah. not going to, it's not going to work. Because for one thing, marriages, they think they have rights to do whatever they want. Sorry, but most traditional marriages think if you're married, then you should have sex with your spouse, regardless of what you want. Like a lot of people think that way. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you want to or not. Well, that's my right as a, as a husband, you know, and words like duty, don't they? mm -hmm. uh, And that's traditional monogamy. Like that's Mm -hmm. traditional monogamy in a marriage. Like, they, they think there's some kind of belonging or ownership to you and you, that's just something you have a right or duty to do as a, as a wife. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, it's not, we're not going to stop having sex like that. <laughs> like you said, it's uh, a basic instinct. That's yeah. not going to happen. So why would we take away protections that want to make sure that we're not, you know, irresponsible? Because really, I think it's come down to, you know, you're forcing people to be irresponsible, which doesn't make any sense because I think we, that was the whole point is we want to be responsible people. And mm-hmm. mo- and most people don't use, at least in America, the, I, I don't, even being in this industry, even living as long as I've lived, I don't know a ton of people use abortion as birth control. They, you, they really use it for what it's, you know, purpose is. Um, do you notice any difference between people your age group and the younger age group in terms of sex education? Because I'm looking at some data on abortion, for example, and like in the year 2000, there were 1.3 million um, abortions, whereas today there's um, around 900,000. So like the number Less. of abortions is going down. And do you mm-hmm. think that's like younger people are better educated or do you I think, think they're this more is... educated? I think that access to birth control is easier. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, I think my generation is better about communicating with their own children. Um, mm-hmm. and, and social media, like, I'm sorry, but social, the internet and social media that changed, you know, just like you and I talking like that changes everything. Because mm-hmm. now our world is a much smaller place. We don't have to be like, oh, damn, we don't know anything. You know, we're stuck in the middle of nowhere and nobody's educated us and we can't talk to other people that are different than us. Because, you know, the more we communicate, the more we connect, the more we consume information from each other and actually listen to each other's stories, then we realize, oh, like, you are dealing with the same shit I'm dealing with. Or, uh-huh. you know, it just makes us more, we're a human race. We're not <laughs> separated by all this fake bullshit. 
you know, yeah. that we like to say that we are, we are all humans and we all need to realize that we have the same struggles. We have the same, uh, issues. We need to support each other and not let this, you know, concept of government and these, you know, I don't know, capitalist oligarchs <laughs> in my country, <laughs> you know, be in control because honestly to them, you are a consumer to them. Uh -huh. You are a product. Yeah, you know, I always say don't use people as products because like they do, like you are a product. And so every every baby born is another person that's going to pay into the system and another another person that's going to make some money for them uh -huh. and another worker. Like but it, it sounds you know, like, what happens uh, when you take away all the workers. It sounds like it's not all bad news and um just maybe this I is think like you um, have to be blown up before they can regrow into something more beautiful. Uh -huh. So you know, I, it is my hope that, uh, with what's happening, people wake up and like this might be like the final it. kind of, um, like, uh, like kind of a the desperate last attack. Stand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cause I think people well, are getting and, less religious in America. Like yeah, you're, you're finally getting more like Europe. And they need to stand up to this, this big government shit. And, and, you know, because the thing is on both sides of the fence, they don't want big government. Every, that's all everybody says. I don't want people telling me to use this, uh, you know, injection or this, uh, you know, vaccine that's going to cause me to have these side effects. And and they're forcing me to take it when all I need to do is stay in my house and I don't have to worry about, you know, COVID. Um, but then there's the other side that's saying, OK, well, you need it because we want to have a normal population. Well, I mean, it, pay attention to the science. Like, that is how you know, vaccines are how things are eradicated. The vaccine is how we build a herd immunity. Like these are things that you should just educate yourself on, but it's also your choice. Like it's also your body. And I just don't think anybody should have the right to tell you what you have to do, what you can do, because you don't, you know, you, you know, your own body, you know, your own system. Uh -huh. And if, if these things are going to affect your system in a bad way, well then, What's it's anybody else's right to tell me what to do with it? So yeah, it'd be nice if we could all agree on that point at the very least. Yeah, because I think that's the key. I think bodily yeah. autonomy and free will are freaking the key to all of it. Like, why are humans telling each other that they have to do other things? Like, and, we need to let go of the control and the power over each other. And, and, and as an outsider, like that's kind of the beautiful thing about America. It's lots of people from all over the world with different cultures and backgrounds that don't agree on anything. All getting along somehow because yeah, we don't agree they respect with each other's decisions. We just you know? fight over everything. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like. Um, but it does it does help people grow and change and and you know I think that you know it, it allows the conversation to happen and you know we allow things to evolve because we actually listen to other people's opinions and learn from them. Because we're all from different places, we're all mm -hmm. from different families, we're all from different uh, environments and situations, and and it's good just to actually stop and listen and not think that whatever you think in your head is the only way to do things. Because I think that's the factor, is that you have to realize that every single person has a different perspective from you to your girlfriend, to your husband, to your children. They don't see things the same way you see them like yeah whatever well, comes out of my eyes does not <laughs> i visualize the world as something completely different than i promise you you do 
Like, I yeah. mean, I, I see it completely different and you have to respect that every single person has a different, different story and a different perspective on life. And you know, I want and, to, um, I was gonna, I, like just on that note, I want to just throw a few abortion scenarios at you mm-hmm. and that just things that a man might experience at some point in his life and just get your opinion on how he should approach that conversation. Okay. Um, so I think the easiest one is, let's say there's an unexpected pregnancy. Um, like, how do you, do you like, when the girl says to you, oh, I'm pregnant, how should you react? Because it's quite a difficult thing for, for a man I to react to. the best way to react to that is really to find out, like, what is her perspective on it? You know, how do yeah. you feel about this? Like, oh, my God. You know, you can have the reaction whatever way you want to have it. I mean, of course, it depends on your situation. If you are in a long-term relationship and you've already discussed these things and and you've already, you know, okay, if this happens, it happens, but you're going to have a different yeah. reaction. So you should talk about things like you that know, before they even You happen. should talk about all these things, but I really yeah. think you should talk about all these things before you're having sex. Like, to yeah. be honest, like, why are you having sex if you're not discussing procreation? Like, mm-hmm. it, it is a result of that's really i never thought of that to be honest with like it is a result so okay so that's like walking into anything else in your life and not knowing what's the result going to be like what what are the consequences of me doing this Mm -hmm. if i'm going to do this what could possibly if and you know then (laughs) you know what what could happen next so you know if if you have a pregnancy that's you know not something expected, then yeah, you should, if you haven't had those conversations, then you need, for one thing, be understanding. Like that's a a shocker, not just to you, but to her. And, um, on top of that, you're going to have to respect what that girl decides to do. Like Mm. she can keep that, she can keep that baby and that's her decision because again, she's growing that baby inside of her. Now you may come back and be like, well, I didn't want that baby. Well, you shouldn't have probably put your penis in her then (laughs) because Mm. every single time you put your penis in a woman, that's a possibility. And so unless you know for sure she's on birth control or you are, then, you know, it's a possibility. And it's like getting in a car and being like, damn, I never expected to have a car accident. Well, that happens and you're going to take that risk. It's always a risk, you know, situation. So I think the best thing is to approach her as if like, oh, wow, like what are, what, you know, what, what are your feelings? Like just start off by asking yeah. somebody how they feel about it. Because for one thing, it's super emotional. Like, I mean, that's the very first thing you get is emotion. Yeah. Either yeah. you're going to be happy about it or you're not going to be happy about it. So you just have to try and, and be neutral until you just see how your partner feels. Yeah. I mean, like, and take, and just have that perspective of, okay, mm. so how do you feel about this? What do you, what steps do you want to take regarding this? And, you know, really be more, hold space for that person, hold space and be the person to sit back and listen to their concerns before you give yours. Like before you're out there going, oh damn, I don't want to pay child support. Well, she has to, she has to raise that baby. And I'm sorry, but it's normally a mom who's raising the baby. Like that's just a fact. And, you know, she's got to, not only that, but like I said, she's got to give up her body, her being, her, her vitamins, her source, everything to that baby. And you, if you're a negative person, then all you're doing is bringing negative energy to the situation. So 
you know, if it, even if it's unexpected, you just have to respect like where they're coming from. What, mm-hmm. what part of their life are they in? Are they ready to do this? Are they not ready to do this? And sure, like men have a right to say something, but I do not feel like men have a right to deny somebody that, that they have to keep baby. Like until, mm-hmm. unless that is, like I said, a situation where it's like a preterm, like situation, uh, birth situation. I mean, until that baby's viable, it's a fetus. It's not a baby. So you can't be yeah. like, well, you've got to have my kid. Well, okay, but. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I was going to ask, what do you do in a situation where if you're a guy, you would like her to keep the baby, but she doesn't Again, want I, what does that entail? You know, are you going to yeah. take care of me? Are you going to treat it like a surrogate where you're going to take care of them the whole time? You're going to pay for them, pay for everything, because you're mm. going to have to take care of all their medical care. You're going to have to take care of all their, all their, honestly, you should be taking care of them, period. Like they're going to, they probably aren't going to be able to work. They're probably going to have to, I mean, you're literally telling this person to be a host to this baby that is going to be growing in you for what, for your sake. So if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, you're going to have to take all responsibility for that person to be able to take care of that baby. Mm. And then on top of that, like, are you, how are you going to really do that? How are you going to enforce these things? How are you going to make sure that this mom yeah. is doing what she should be doing? You know, sometimes you know? <laughs> I feel like um, people think this. I don't think it's super common, but I definitely sometimes think maybe guys want the girl to keep the baby as a way of like keeping the girl. Keeping you know? the relationship? Yeah, well, that I've seen it work. on the other side as well. I've seen like girls try to trap yeah. a wealthy guy with her by having with the a baby. baby. Yeah. Well, again... Uh, and I have too, like, I know people have done it, but, mm. and for money, but, <laughs> but it's, they're, they're, it's, they're not common, but they happen. Yeah, yeah. it does happen. Like yeah. it does happen. But again, risk and reward, you know, are you yeah. willing to take that risk that you chose to be with that person? And yep, that could happen. Like it, it is always a factor like, hello, this, this is, you know, cause and effect. So you're willing yeah, to do it? Okay, then you've taken that chance and you're going to have to be responsible for it. Yeah, so it's too late at that point. You, you should be choosing like partners maybe more. It should be ha- it um, should be having the yeah. conversation be happening before you even yeah. have sex. Like you just should. You should have that conversation. You should know where they are. You should be like, okay, because you shouldn't be afraid to ask somebody like, have you been STD tested? Like, I mean, especially if you're not using any kind of barrier protection, like you're not using condoms, you're not using this kind of thing. These are, I mean, you definitely already are uh, capable of getting STDs. Like that's just a number one risk factor. So why weren't you already asking those questions? You know, you should be asking them. How, mm. Do you have anything? When's the last time you got tested? How many partners do you have? These are things you should not be afraid to ask the person that you're about to hook up with. And yeah. if, it, if that means that I'm not going to meet you at a bar and hook up with you that night, well then so fucking be it. Like, I mean, who cares? Like that just means that I'm not going to be irresponsible. That means I'm being proactive with my life instead of reacting to whatever the situation is. And I want to make better choices for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are in a situation where you both don't care, well, then you just both took the risk. Like, and, and the result may turn out to be, there's a, 
a you know little creature growing. <laughs> you're yeah. gonna have to, you're gonna make choices then. Like I mean, you're just gonna have. It's all about communication. It's all about conversation and and comprehending because you can talk and talk and talk like you said, but until the person actually comprehends what you're saying and understands mm. what you're saying and gets the fact that, oh, damn, if we're going to do this, I better get on birth control or you better get on birth control or we both need to take birth control or, you know, then, you know, you're just throwing yourself out into the wolves, I guess. Like you're just, you're just throwing yeah. yourself out there. Like, okay, well, I'm just going to take this risk. And then you can't, what are you going to be mad about? You had a big part in it. Like you can be like, well, women shouldn't do this and women shouldn't do that. Well, hello. Like there's not, we don't immaculately, immaculately conceive <laughs> this doesn't just yeah. happen and so like i guess the final situation <laughs> i think this will be a similar answer but let's say unexpected uh pregnancy and the girl wants to keep the baby but you don't like but you how don't. do you not be a dick in that situation um like, is there a way of communicating like, i think that you know you have a, you sit down, you have the conversation, you really talk about like, what are the factors that are going to affect both of us? You know, mm. you want to have this baby, you realize that A, B, and C, like, I don't have the money for it. I'm not going to be able to pay you much child support. Like, this is the situation, you know, know that, you know, like here, child support's 20% for one kid. You're going to give all your 20% of your income to that, to that girl. And you know, think about it before you go and have sex. Like, you're like, oh shit! Like, do I yeah. really want to take that risk? Of, ah, I got to deal with this the rest of my life. But also understand, like, that's a baby. Like, that's a life. You you were part of that making of it, and you took that. Re- you have to be a responsible human. Like, you, if you're old enough to have sex, you're old enough to have a baby. It's just a factor. Like, so you shouldn't try to change the girl's mind like i know that's a stupid question i think like, that that's, I I think that's a give and that, take but... like i mean it depends on your situation like it, mm. it really does like i mean you have to sit down and literally have like conversations about what does the future look like what does the future look like for the child but how am i gonna you know even participate in this situation <coughs> or am i not gonna participate in it yeah well that's <laughs> the thing for the for the guy like that is the easy option is just to kind of threaten abandonment, you know? And I yep. think, but that, that would be a dick move, I think, but there must be like a better. Well, yeah, it's a dick move. Like, but you can't, you can't change dicks. Like <laughs> they're <laughs> going to be dicks. Like they're going to be dicks. Like, and you know, like I think some people are dicks without meaning to be a dick. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, and, and I think it's one of those things where you just, but the same way you can't for- force a woman to give up the child or have a child, uh, you can't force anybody to do anything. Mm. And that's really key is that you just, everybody has their own free will. So yeah. like, I can't make a guy, uh, you know, support my child, except that go to the, here, I can go to the state and say, you give me your money. Like, that's what what's going to happen. But you can't make them be a dad. You can't make them take responsibility in that sense. Uh-huh. So all you can really do is protect yourself. And I think that's, you know, on both sides of it is that men, I think need to understand that they take the responsibility when they choose to be with a woman. And if she decides to keep the baby, you're going to have to accept that fact. You know, you're going to have to accept the fact that that 
baby's going to be around and what, what, um, you know, what are you going to, what responsibility are you going to take for it? I mean, it is your offspring and I don't know, but you can't make people care either. So that all depends on how much they actually care in the end. I think you have to care. Like, um, even if it's difficult, you have to, you have to do what you can, but. Right. um, And I think it's all about conversation. I think hmm. it's all about, okay, we need to communicate. Okay. So we haven't communicated before. Now we end up with a pregnancy and the the woman wants to have the baby and the guy doesn't want to have the baby. Well, it's too bad. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't make me not have a baby. Like it's there. And you, as a, as a man, you're just going to have to realize you took that risk and now you're going to have to be responsible. Just like everything else you do. Like you took a risk in your job to take a job that may be risky. Well, now, you know, you get fired. Shit. <laughs> like I took that responsibility. Like, Everything is a responsibility and a child's the biggest responsibility. So if you've taken that situation, then you're going to have to accept the fact that, you know, you're going to have to deal with the baby and you're going to, it's going to affect you the rest of your life, you know? So, but would you say probably affects you more in a positive way than a negative way? I would guess. Oh, personally, of course. Like I I feel like every, every baby is a gift. Like they, Uh you know, I'm, it was a gift to have my babies. It was a gift you know, for them, for me to be their mom. And, and I've never, um, I can't say like, you know, my husband has said in the past, like, you know, oh, we, he had already had a child. So like our first child, I was young and it was like, oh damn, you know, I didn't really want to have a baby. And my mom was even like, you don't even have to have it. You can just get an abortion. And, and I, you know, I was already married. So I was like, no, like I planned this thing, you know, Mm -hmm. so it, it happened much quicker than I expected, but you know, when it comes down to it, it's like, that's his best friends, you know? So like, it's again, perspective on what you think of the situation. I think men immediately think, oh, damn, this is going to affect me in a negative way because it'll affect me financially for the rest of my life. Um, and maybe my time, but you know, that's something you're creating together. And I think Mm -hmm. the more supportive of the girl you are, then that you, you have to put the babies, you know, at their it's their best interest. Mm-hmm. Mom is, I'm sorry, but not, no child support that you give to a mom is going to be enough to raise that baby. So yeah, I've seen you know, with my sister the, recently the work that's involved is just yeah, and that's never going to be enough. Like, so you give 20% of your income, woo, you know, that's not enough to yeah. raise that baby. She's going to have to do everything she can to take care of that baby, and hopefully you're supportive enough even if mom and dad are not together it's all about the kid it's all about the fact that okay we've made this human being together and now it's here on this earth and it's our responsibility to support the baby and so you got to work together you you know i i think i believe in manifestation so like if you're if you put out their negative energy then you're just going to have negative shit come back to you if you're in a any situation just be positive about it you know it, it will work itself out you will be in a, a better situation regardless maybe you have to work harder maybe it's a lesson maybe it's something that's part of your path that you go you know what I had to I had to grow up I had to take responsibility for my life to take care of my kid I was going to ask you about that because um some people think that you know because we're having babies later that we're growing up later that it's kind of infantilizing society by mm-hmm. us delaying childbirth so mm-hmm. that's quite interesting uh, to me i think that i think that that's probably true like I, I, because 
you grow in different stages. Like we grow in, you know, developments, physical developments, and then we grow in conscious development. Mm-hmm. And and they are very much related to each other. So like as zero to uh, 18 months, that's when you grow at connecting with your, you know, caregivers, your family members, the people who actually take care of you because there's no uh, communication otherwise. Like you, you can't verbally communicate and that's, and you're dependent upon them. So if you think of a baby during that time frame, you want to put that baby in the best situation they can be in to feel safe, trusting, confident, everything, because it will affect them the rest of their lives. Mm. And do you want, do you want to raise a baby that doesn't feel that way about themselves? Because that's it's straight up, like from the moment we're born, we're born with trauma. <laughs> like yeah. you know, you're go through the birthing canal, that's dramatic. So like we're we're born with trauma, but like those things build upon each other. So you want a positive environment for that child. And you know, as you're growing, like that then 18 months to seven years, you connect with your tribe. Well, if you didn't connect with your family very well and you didn't connect with the people surrounding you very well then it's probably going to be harder for you to connect with your kid and and understanding that, oh, okay, like this is important for me to pass on this information to them. But you have to realize that. And then from there, a lot of people, what that happens is from seven years to like 23 is the normal consciousness level of growth. And that's when you build relationships to like society, your, you know, your, your partners, everything like that. And most people get stuck there. You know, they get stuck in that, okay, this is where I am. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have my kids. I'm going to do this. They have like a life plan, um, which has been taught to us that this is how you should do things. But the fact is, is that like, yeah, having another human being and being responsible for that human being changes everything because Mm -hmm. then it's not just about you. You know, you're not just taking care of yourself. You're responsible for another creature that has to has to grow from you and develop from your your uh, concept of life but yeah i mean i think if you delay having children i mean i don't know if it'll delay development necessarily in your consciousness because that's really all about you and do you take the time to look past your ego but mm. and there's so much more to that um which i could go into great detail for a long period of time but but that's not you know I do think it forces you to take responsibility quicker for Mm. your life and responsibility for someone else's life Um, because you're not, you can't be selfish. You can't be, you know, all about you anymore. It it requires you to separate yourself from you and realize that, you know, other people are involved and you have to, you have to make choices for them and you have to be more proactive. And, and I think a lot of people, because we're so AD, ADHD these days and ADD these days, we are reactive, like everything. We react to everything. We react to mm. social media, we react to our phone, react to everything. So, you know, a child makes you definitely plan ahead rather than just being stuck in, okay, what's going to happen today? You know, yeah. it's not that important. No, I understand that. No, okay. I think I might have exhausted abortion for men now exhausted (laughs) all of your questions (laughs) (laughs) no but i actually learned a lot and like just from my own perspective um yeah i'll definitely be going into relationships with a different mindset like um i mean i think it's good to be a little bit more mature and more you know i think i think it's in your best interest to be that way period in life is to be more proactive 
yeah. and think about things before you do them because because I'm I'm like that with STIs but I never yeah. thought of having a conversation about pregnancy with someone I'm sleeping with just right. never would have thought about it yeah but I'm but gonna try it. through there I mean it's on birth control in that conversation super fast <laughs> yeah. okay cool we're good to go you know but if yeah, they're yeah. not like then you both have to decide what are we gonna do here or you know do we need to go get yeah, condoms may not work all the time, but damn, seventy five percent is better than nothing, you know. Yeah. And I think it defines you know, the relationship somewhat as well. Like, yeah, um, yeah, and I well, and I think honestly, once you have those conversations with women, they have more respect for you. Mm. They have more comfort with you. They've you've allowed them to express themselves and use their voices and be able to tell you like this is what I want out of my life and. And you don't have to have deep conversations, but it, it can be enough where it's like, no, I don't really want to have a baby. You know, you yeah, need to be yeah. more careful about this situation. Uh, no, I'm not on birth control. So so we need to try these other ways of not getting pregnant. You know, we need to make sure we're including that in whatever activity we're doing. Mm. You know, and I think that women are much more about experiential, intellectual, and emotional intimacy than they are the physical and the sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to have a good connection with your partner, regardless of like what your relationship may grow into, it's, it's important to open your mouth and have a conversation with them and, and yeah. want to get to know what's in their head because the energy force that makes up their brain, that makes up their thoughts, and everything else within them is more important than just the quick hookup that you know is over in twenty minutes or however long you take. Or if you're yeah. if you're if you're a long goer, then maybe forty five or you know. But regardless, like I mean, it can affect your future. And yeah, you've made you know, me realize that like the conversations I've been having about relationships have been quite superficial. You know, mm -hmm. because you're not having that conversation about what if this happens. What if this happens? And yeah. and I think that that makes it closer. Like, I think that mm. makes that person have more respect for you. They see you as somebody who actually gives a shit about them rather than, and their future and your own future, rather than just somebody who is superficial, where it's just like, okay, well, that's just a short-term thing because they mm. didn't really even, I didn't even get to know them. And like I said, I've had many uh, situations where it's just physical and sexual intimacy. And I don't remember the person's name. Like, do you want to be that person? Do you yeah, want to be I'm, the person that they don't remember? Or do you want to be yeah. somebody that, you know, hey, this is something I'd like to continue to do with you, even if it doesn't result in something long term, you know, at least you're looking at it in a perspective of like, I'd like to actually get to know you as a person rather than yeah, just. I think, I think there's a lot of like single guys out there that struggle to be taken seriously by women. And I think mm -hmm. that's probably one of the reasons, like, maybe myself included. <laughs> like, yeah like, because you don't being, i mean why are you not, not having these conversations yeah. with us why are you yeah. not entering our brains enough to think that maybe we have a we have an opinion mm. on these things and you're just like eh, well, i don't care it doesn't really matter and i don't even know if it's a, a not caring i i don't think it's necessarily no, a not, it's caring. not caring i think it's just a not not consciously thinking about it at the time or proactively thinking about oh i'm gonna go in this situation where maybe she'd like to actually talk about these things because I think women feel more comfortable. They actually think, Oh, wow, you care about what I think about the situation. You know, you, yeah. I want this to be fun, but it's not just about the fun. It's like, Oh, you actually would like to be my friend. You know, <laughs> because hey, I think yeah. there's a friendship factor involved in consent. Like 
you go through everything, you talk about everything, you build you build the intimacy that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we have to kind of learn emotional intelligence maybe a mm-hmm. bit more than girls do, where it's a bit more instinct instinctive for girls somehow. I don't know why I that think, is. But... I don't know. Women women have a natural intuition. We have much more natural intuition. I think we have much more gut instinct on how to handle situations. But you know, emotional intelligence is something that people both men and women have to build like they actually Mm. literally have to take the time to think about themselves and like what's within you to make you feel a certain way and where do you stand on subjects you know don't just live your life without thought and Mm -hmm. not thinking about like what are the consequences of the things i do you know most people have just lived life and then they go damn i fucked up well (laughs) you know you can avoid the fuck ups if you just put some thought into it and and not be afraid to have the conversation yeah, I've just been a really, really lucky person. I've never had that situation. <laughs> so, yeah, so. I know. Me too. Honestly, honestly, like I, I've been a really lucky person too. Like I've never, I've never yeah. had an abortion just to have an abortion. Yeah, I've only had my medical thing, and but a lot of it was pre-planning. And yeah. and and I, men need to realize that if women are on birth control, literally, I started that when I was 16 years old. I mm. hadn't even had sex. I started having taking birth control before that. Mm-hmm. So women are, that pressure is put on women. Completely. That responsibility pressure is put on them at a really young age to go, oh, well, this is going to happen. And, you know, I mean, there's a whole another conversation about, you know, safety and feeling comfortable. We're taught from being super young that you are not safe out there and yeah. around men. Like you can't trust them. I mean, we're taught these things like you have to be careful. You have to worry about your safety. You don't know what's going to happen. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't put yourself in a situation. You know, we're taught these things because sadly, people, there's too much of a population of men who take advantage of situations Mm -hmm. and don't put any thought into it. So you just have to stop stop acting on your animal instincts um, and, you know, with your feral (laughs) attitude towards things. And, you know, use your brains because you're smart. <laughs> it's just a matter of looking at it at, with yeah. a different perspective. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, okay, so I think that's everything. Is there anything you want to add or talk about before? No, or you not have? really. Yeah. I think I've said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thanks so much. Like, it's really good to get your perspective on it as well, especially because you're actually, you know, qualified as a sex mm-hmm. educator. I think that helps a lot. And um, like, it was really good that you related your personal experience too. I think that was really fascinating. And living I in Texas, it. it must yeah. be really interesting. And I think that, you know, when it comes to these laws, I don't know. Like, I just hope that we we blow things up enough where people realize that for one thing, like it, it's it's taking uh, women for granted. It, it's realizing, thinking that, oh, we can just go back and tell women what to do because I mean, the the religions and the cultures that we're raised in um, have portrayed us as we're like not as intelligent and we're we're below or we're we're just not up there with like making our own choices in our lives and Mm. or that we can't take care of ourselves. And, you know, that doesn't that's not the case anymore. You know, we can we can take care of ourselves. And and if if men want to be with women, then you need to realize that they are they are capable of taking care of themselves and they don't need you. They want you. (laughs) You know, there's a huge difference between a need and a want. And, you know, not everybody's out for money. Not everybody's out for, 
you know, those kind of things. They they want to have a stable relationship because, you know, you build a better relationship. You just you're a happier person. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're na- naturally wanting to be with each other. And, you know, I and really all, you know, more than anything, I, I say like the three C's, it's, it's conversation, it's communi- or communication and comprehension, which brings about connection. You know, and once you connect with each other, then you realize, oh, okay, you know, there's a lot of things that we have in common or these are the differences. And and don't be afraid to have those conversations because I think that's what people want more than anything is just to have the comprehension of where you are, where I am, and that we're on the same plane. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, just to link it back into the Roe versus Wade thing, if that happens on a national level and people come to an agreement that, okay this is maybe what we should do. So it seems like most people want abortion to be legal, but maybe with like a 15 week. I think most people like want that. it to be pro choice. Like, I mean, mm. I think it, it, yeah, like it's literally taking away. It comes down to the fact that you're taking away medical care mm. and it's not some great existential reason. Like we're not, I'm not dying your, your religion. If you don't want to, if you don't want to have an abortion, then don't have a fucking abortion. Yeah. Nobody's forcing you to have abortions. And I think if like, that conversation like, takes place now and then finally something is codified, then mm-hmm. it's been a good thing. But it's been a good thing. Yeah. And I think I think it's time for women to just start, start having conversations and stand up for our rights as people. Like we we sit back <clears throat> there's a large population that are my color <laughs> because they have money. And, you know, status and, you know, and then there's a religious aspect to it. And because of that, women are responsible too. You know, it's not all men. I can't be like, oh, this is all the men's fault. No, like there, there was, I think, 47% of uh, white women voted for Trump (laughs) in my country. So with that being the case, like that's a large population of white women who are agreeing to this shit. And they're... Women need to be um, on the same plane. We need to not be against each other. We need to support each other. We need to realize, oh, wait, it's your rights and my rights. And, you know, white women have been oppressed by the people that they feel like love them. Like, that's just in our culture is to be oppressed by white men. Like, we just go, oh, okay, like, you're in charge, so I'm just going to do whatever you want. And I'm just going to go along with it because that's how like our, even our relationships are, are established. You know, you have a, a monogamous marriage, you believe in that, then there's some aspect of ownership or belonging to, mm-hmm. uh, to each other that I, I own you, you own me. You can't do this. I, you can't talk to that person. Yeah. You can't do this. Like you can't that do that. Stuff. And, yeah. it, but it's so common and, and because of that attitude towards it, they are against other women which the women are not the ones who are, you know, the the other women are not here making you pregnant. Like (laughs) that's not where that comes from. So like we just have to stand up for our own selves and say like, yeah, we're going to give up our, our money and our status because we're going to go against what our husbands have said or our, um, you know, the people in our families who are like, Hey, this is how it should be. Well, wait a minute. I have my own brain. And I have my own perspective on life and I've learned and I've studied and, and people just have to educate themselves. They have to be willing to take the time to learn about everything. Mm-hmm. And because that's how you grow and, and expand your brain. So yeah, it's just a matter of like, we've got to be responsible for what's happening. And 
women do too. Like we have to unify with each other and realize, wait, this is my, this is going to affect me. Well, it may not affect me personally. I'm not going to worry about going out and getting an abortion. I've had an hysterectomy personally, Mm -hmm. so I don't even have this issue anymore. But like I have a daughter and I have, you know, friends and, and I have family members and, and why would I ever want any of their rights taken away? And why am I going to take away rights from just the general female population? Like that doesn't make any sense or anyone else for that matter. And the freedom to choose is just such an American concept. Yes. Hopefully people just get behind that. I think, or hope so. I think that people are behind it. I think we just need better people in our government. And I think that we need to uh, change mindsets of allowing certain people be in control. So, but again, that, you know, that comes back to like history and imperialism. (laughs) Like we're always, we're going all the way back to imperialism of like, you know, we're going to control other people. And, you know, are are we still in that stage? Are we, are we finally going to wake up and like realize that, we can be a collective consciousness. We can be a community as humans and take care of each other yeah. because I don't, I don't think there's any reason for us to be. Otherwise you can be an individual, you can have free will and still collectively care about, you know, mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting what happens over the next few years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, we'll um, see. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Will I stay in the United States? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm maybe sure, I'll, have I'm to, sure. maybe I'll have to come to Eastern Europe. <laughs> oh God, no. Believe, no, no, no. Me, me. Yeah, in in, in Poland, in Hungary, where I am, I think they're talking about banning abortion as well. It's like super. Oh gosh, super no, not, I don't yeah. want to go there. No. I don't know. Well, I'll find I'll find a private island. <laughs> yeah, that I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah, Western Europe's great. But, um, yeah, Eastern Europe, no, nah. not so much. <laughs> I mean, it's a great yeah. place for business. So if you want, there you go. You want to make I'll money. come there for business yeah. and, then I'll, and then I'll go to Western Europe <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or maybe back to the United States. Like, honestly, it's sad because like, I, I believe yeah. in my country. I believe in, in the ideals of my country, but I also think our, our country, you know, has been whitewashed to the point of like, we don't want to talk about the bad shit that we've done to other people to get I, to where we are. I think you know? Americans are too hard on themselves with this. Like, um, well, I mean, that's just history. Like, that's almost every country. Like, you become a country, you do shit to other people. But it, it's one of those things where we just have to realize that we don't want to give up our rights. Like, these are the things we fought for in the first place, is to is to be able to make these decisions for ourselves and be yeah. able to have this freedom. And why would we want to give it up on an ideal of, like, we're saving something? Because they they like to come back and it's it's almost the same thing with like our industry that they come back and say that there's uh, trafficking, human trafficking oh, involved in the adult industry in. and that kind of yeah. crap. And it's it's the same people. It's literally the same people. Mm. There there are still the extreme religious people, and it's all about controlling women's bodies, controlling men's bodies, controlling your sexuality. Because if you can if you take the control out of sexuality and you allow a person to truly be sexually free then they have a lot more power and these are always the people that end up committing sex crimes somehow or some they're always the people that end up well exactly and you know that's projection like you're putting this on me i think you're projecting your own issues because this has never been mine and so why are you projecting that like i'm out here having abortions like maybe you are Maybe you're the, maybe your wife's the one that's having abortions and you I'm don't sure. want it to happen. Anymore. I'm absolutely sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's well, statistically it shows white women have a lot of abortions. Like that's they don't want even their white men are going, wait a minute, we want white babies. Like, what are you doing? 
So like literally they say it, they said it like one of the ladies said it and like saving white lives. Like it's like, really? what the hell? Like you straight up just said that shit now. So like, yeah. Okay. Then, you know, why are we, why are we thinking that, you know, I don't know. They just want to control, go back to controlling women because it's, it's a matter of controlling somebody, you know? So I think it's all about control and power. And that's always the basis of religion is, power and control the religious aspect is such a strange thing for like a european or british person to understand because religion is almost non-existent in our countries now yeah um, yeah well and i think our country is getting there yeah it really is it's it's almost like an old ideals of a group of people who don't want to let go yeah they don't want to let go because that's Well, and yeah, but that's the where the power and the control come from is that they and it's the money like they they're the ones with the money uh-huh. and they have a lot of power in this country still. And and it's one of those things. They don't want to give up that that power and that control over other people to make choices for them rather than. And then they pretend like we're making our own choices by voting. But, you know, are we really so? I, I believe in democracy, but yeah, it can seem like it. Yeah, so but our, ours, ours is not so much a democracy. Yeah. Like our, we're changing into something different. You I, know, I, yeah, all the money involved is quite disturbing. It's the in corporation. Yeah, it's it's the corporations and the one percent having all this power over people, um, and that they're people that just have money that you know control the businesses, which mm. control the food, which control the agriculture, which control the. You know, the steroids going into your food, which, you know, I mean, yeah, there's more and more. There's I, I feel like that with American politics. I, I like to hold America up as like kind of a dream place for myself. Like uh, it's it's a lot more I, free I than Europe. That. I love me. that. And, you know, that's what we've always been. It's but a lot more I free wanna, than I anything stay here. That. I want to stay that and not yeah. turn into something different that is just controlled by these. Because there are outrageously large corporations that control everything. Yeah, on both sides of the aisle as well. It's like the money involved is so disturbing to me. It's Mm -hmm. it's It's, it's the money factor. I think, you know, I'm all about um, decentralizing and crypto Mm -hmm. and and all that. So I'm like, you know, and and we, our SEC is fighting the hell out of any kind of, you know, decentralized uh, currency because Mm -hmm. that takes away power. You know, we (laughs) we can't be a superpower if we all have universal finance is like we can't be like well our dollar's worth more than you you know so you know again that who wants to give up the power you know and i think it's more just changing mindset of people realizing that we're all collectively one person like one type of person and we all need to we need if we're going to do anything for climate change if we're going to do anything for each other if we're going to make our generations in the future better and we collectively have to come together to understand that it's better to work together than try to be these individual uh-huh. ideas. And, well, you know, not that your free will is not there. You should still have the free will. You know, you should still be able to make your choice. Yeah, America seems so divided at the moment politically. Mm-hmm. and But it does seem to me that most people agree that abortion should be legal. And I think, yeah. weirdly, yeah. that might be a uniting thing in the end. So I... I hope like so. I hope yeah. I hope it makes just people realize that people other people are trying to control just the general population and it's not about the factor of abortion. Like mm. that's just that's yeah. just the thing they they jumped on because yeah. that was the thing that 
And, uh, you know, a lot of things that our governments do are distractions from other things that they're doing. <laughs> so yeah. We just don't and, know what the hell And like doing, you say, so. it's not about providing abortion. It's about providing that counseling, um, the help and support, and the just healthcare. helping women make good decisions for themselves. Yeah, and the healthcare. And, and you yeah. know, Planned Parenthood is such a positive thing. Like, they literally offer so many services to women and and women that don't have health care and women that you know low-income families and and even you know situations where like you have a teenager that needs just help and they can't mm-hmm. get it because they don't want to go to their parents or maybe their parents are against birth control and they are capable they're able to go there and it's affordable and and, and they act like it's just a place to go get an abortion well that's far from the case like it's mm-hmm. literally it's literally reproductive healthcare for women and why you want to take it away is just stupid. Like, because, and, and, you know, people blame it on things like scientific experiment and they use tissue and, and I'm like, do you realize how many tissues they use for scientific (laughs) reasons? Like, I mean, people give up their organs for science. Like there's, there's, we use those things anyway. So why do you think this is going to change it? Like they're not, again, again, we're talking about little tiny, like, we're not like taking a baby and being like hey let's go sell it to some company for some scientific purpose like yeah Yeah. they just take it and they make it extreme so that seems like oh we're killing babies and no that's yeah well hopefully i think we got across some of the nuance and how those decisions are made so yeah And um, Dee, is there anything you want to promote or let people know about? Um, you can check out all my stuff. My Instagram is uh, at the T-H-E dot love siren, L-O-V-E-S-I-R-E-N. Um, and then my uh, life coaching website is uh, my dot karma sutra, K-A-R-M-A-S-U-T-R-A. And uh, yeah. So I, I help with relationships and with um, intimacy and then also just in general um, help with, you know, finding your soul's purpose in life. Yeah, I feel so like I, I got a bit of that today. So. Yeah, so. yeah. So, you know, I feel like everyone should have that free will and be able to follow, like, what is the plan for your life and mm. not what somebody else's plan is. So if that includes a baby or not, like, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but... Nobody else should be able to tell you otherwise. Yeah, good words. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And um, I know explaining American politics to foreigners is like a nightmare. <laughs> it is. It's it so is, hard to yeah. relate for us because it's such a unique country. But thanks it's, so it's much. It's an interesting uh, thing. We'll see what happens. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Hopefully, okay. hopefully we'll work it all out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Thanks so much. Thank you.